Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they make you want to scream or squeal from A to keeping it real, where to key and peel. To key and peel. You have a trigger in your brain and nothing can stop you. We're It's All Been Done, the podcast. He takes what was pure and mucks it up. It's my co-host, Evan. He might as well be a butterfly. <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. That, you said it as if it were an insult, but you know what? What if I'm a butterfly dreaming I'm a man? You know? What if I'm a man dreaming I'm a plate of sashimi? Do you think that insects dream of electric sheep? When they dream, what do they dream, do they dream about? about? <laughs> do they? Uh, no, I don't think insects dream. I don't think they're smart enough. You have to be smart to dream because dreaming is just processing your yeah. day, right? That's why I really, like, really stupid people don't have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest among us are just. Yeah, like, dreamless. what you dream about? He's like, I don't know. Uh oh. Here's the thing I never remember my dreams, so maybe I'm not dreaming. Oh, oh I dream all the time. I probably do, but I don't remember any. I don't know. Maybe mm. I don't dream. Oh, man, I, I thought you were smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> when you dream, what do you dream about? Do you have recurring uh, dreams? I My recurring dream is, like, I've signed up for a college class and then not gone to it for, like, a semester <laughs> that just realized I'm like, oh, shit. Or my other reoccurring dream is, for some reason, my high school transcript is missing a class, so I have to go back to high school. What? <laughs> as, as, as myself, like a 40-year-old man. Yes. And, like... And the thing is, like, they everything is exactly the same as I left it, okay. except that I don't remember any of it. So they're like, "Well, what did you have at third period? Was it Spanish?" Like, I don't, I don't know. And I, I just remember, like, just panically trying to remember my locker combination from like my sophomore year. Oh my god! Yeah, that happened. I have that dream maybe once, like a fiscal quarter, okay. like once every three months, once every th- three months or so. As soon as you remember that you have to put the reports together for the end of year or end of quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, financial reports. Got to get those TPS quarterlies on That's my desk correct. by morning, Bob. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Do you ever... Can you tell me your high school schedule? Do you remember it from having had that dream so many times? <laughs> no, it makes me... It panics me I every see. time. I see, I see. Uh, yeah, that seems like a panicky dream. It's We never get over that, do we? Our, our school anxieties. I guess. I mean, I don't, apparently. It's I always mean, lurking in the back of my head. People still have dreams about like being naked and giving a report in front of the class. And like I feel like that's a common dream. A common dream structure. I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess you wouldn't, you wouldn't really know about that, would you? No, my life has as been an, the as same a since I was six years old. Oh, also, I'm still in school. So I have, I mean, my school nightmares are still completely applicable to my everyday life. Do I have a class third period? I don't know. Am I in the bathroom and now I come back and there's a full class waiting for me and they don't know where I've been? My most common recurring nightmare is that I, uh, I'm somewhere. I'm like in Chicago or I'm in L.A., and I realized, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation. Oh, shit. I have to work today. And then I try <laughs> to call into work, and nobody's answering the phone. And I'm like, I'm going to get fired. And I try to, like, drive back or take a flight, but everything is in slow motion. And I'm like, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm going to be so late. <laughs> also a horrifying dream. So, oh, what- no. I'm going to be late for my job. <laughs> what does that tell us about ourselves? You are worried. Let's psychoanalyze each other. You're, yeah. you're worried about uh, dementia. You don't want your mm-hmm. brain to go. You want to remember Creeping everything. Creeping senescence. Yeah, that's me. And you are have uh, severe castration anxiety. <laughs> that's correct. I just can't wait for it to happen. I'm anxious for the day <laughs> yeah, when yeah. I become castrated. Uh, yeah. So hopefully it comes soon. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did go to the conservatory yesterday for their Butterflies in Blooms exhibit. So I did see a butterfly. I might as well have been one yesterday, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're... Uh, uh, there, there were so many little butterflies all around. We took my baby child, and uh, he was entirely uninterested. In yeah, your partner was, was telling me he snatched one right out of the air and just ate it. He did that more than once, uh, and he's got surprisingly quick hands for a two-year-old. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. Um, he doesn't eat anything that wasn't living. Doesn't like yeah, grains. Yeah. Doesn't like dairy. He'll maybe try sometimes. Well, he he only eats things that have a face. That's correct. Yes, absolute carnivore boy. Yeah, and he's he's got some he's got a grip on him. I mean, you uh, pull back the kimono a little bit. You you and your partner came over for a little bit yesterday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, God, I still have the bruises from your boy, right? Like the finger marks, those little tiny finger marks where he just got a hold of me, man. 
Yeah, I mean, he calls you his business lunch. I don't know why he does that, <laughs> but that's his nickname for you. His lunch. He kept chasing me around saying business, business lunch. lunch. Yeah, he's got a surprisingly strange. deep voice for a for a two year old too. <laughs> I, it's weird because he doesn't speak except when he's very hungry and he needs his yeah. food. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh boy, and you were like, you were he he hurt you. I think he had bit the back of your knee or your leg mm. or something, and you were just yeah. crawling away. Yeah. Speaking yep. of, my mouth was open and a bunch of sounds were coming out that sounded <laughs> kind of oh, like music. Wow. <laughs> Listeners, our song this week is called Crawl, and if you've never heard it before, here's a brief uh. sample. This is the final track on Grinning Streak. Yeah, I'm glad it was. <laughs> not because not because it was like Grinning Streak's been a bad album, but because this is uh, like the quintessential final track. 100%. This is the Bernigan Lady spinning off into infinity. Yeah. Like, this is the platonic the platonic ideal of a final track. It does it reminds me of that meme where like the a kid on a sled like goes down a hill and then he like zooms up and like into the sky and into <laughs> space. Like the Bernigan Lady's had a concept. It looked like a funny gif and then at the end it totally threw me for a loop as the Bernigan Lady's <laughs> disappeared into the nothingness. Holy shit, what a song. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's talk first about the fact that this song is six minutes and 47 <laughs> seconds Well, long. I would, uh, what my theory presupposes is that the <laughs> song is actually only maybe like four and a half, five minutes long. Sure. And that like two minute long extra is like the, the modern BNL's version of Dat Fodder. Ooh, boy, we're not funny anymore. We're serious. And this is our way of showing you that yeah. we're serious. I couldn't find any live versions of it. Was no. my thing. If I could, if I could have found one, I could have found out for sure. Because I mean, do you think they play? If they played it live, which they may not, um, do you think they just sit there on stage for a minute and a half as like just like twiddling their thumbs, you know, checking their checking their uh, their social media, their twitters, their Twitter accounts while this like <gasps> as, as Kev just holds one key on the keyboard <laughs> and then another key on the keyboard. <laughs> it's just yeah, a very boring outro for most of them. Um, I don't know, but I gotta say, I dug it. Like, <laughs> I loved that, like, at the planetarium bullshit that they were just like, I felt like I was, you know, going to be delighted by a laser show very soon. <laughs> and, and over here, you'll see Orion's belt. <laughs> Basically, it was some Yanni wall of sound bullshit that I was 100% because <laughs> I love, 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 love atmospheric music. Like, I know I, you do. I could sit and listen to Moby released a great album called Long Plays that are just like. 36 minute like droning tracks and they, <laughs> they fucking rule they're so good it's like the like the electronic version of wind chimes yeah right where it just it's in a key signature and that's all yeah, basically <laughs> which kind of made me think like is this something anyone can do or is there an artistry to wall of sound do you think i i think that anyone can do it but not everyone can do it well okay right? Like, anyone can turn on a synthesizer and hold down one key. Yeah. Or, like, you know, throw throw a, throw some rambling piano thing, stretch every note out to ten minutes long, and yeah. throw it into, like, a distortion. Like, put some put some effects on it, yeah. after effects on it. Like, yeah. anyone can do that, but I don't think you could do it well. Yeah, I guess that's true. Have you ever heard of there's an art exhibit that I can't remember now? Listeners, you'll have to direct me as to what it's called. But somebody wrote like a three-minute composition and they slowed it down by like 10 million percent. And it's an art exhibition that plays. It's just like... Just like one note sustained for years until we move on to the next note. It's uh, a, there, there's a, there was a... Um, 
a piece of music written, wasn't it? And it was a uh, the, the time signature was supposed to be incredibly slow. Like I forget what it was called, but it's meant to be that way. Yeah. And so there, there's like an organ in Germany that's playing it, and it it switches notes every like two years or something like that. That sounds right. Yeah, that's amazing. That's cool. I would love that. Um, but boy, you would. Yeah, this, sure you would. This this feels like some end credits shit. Mm-hmm. It feels like this was meant. I I wonder. My theory presupposes that they wrote this for the end of a movie. And that it got cut from the soundtrack at the last second. Ooh. And uh, let's see, what what kind of movie would this have been for? Like boy, Boyhood. I'm wondering, I'm looking at 2013 in film. So you think it's more like an artsy uh, uh, sort of, um, yeah, because that's this droning yeah. shit. It's either Boyhood or it's like a it's like a Duplass Brothers like shoegazing like sure. mum- mumblecore movie where you never really understand anybody's motivation or even what they're doing. Do you think? I mean, it had to. It, we have this very enthusiastic message of like beating beating the odds here too, right? Like crawling and then running, walking and then running. Do you think it was for? Uh, I think they wrote it for Tom Hanks's Captain Phillips. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at what won awards in 2013. Was that uh, the guy who landed the plane on the Hudson or no! something? No, Captain Phillips is. Uh, look at look at Sully. Me. I'm the Sully. captain now. Yeah, you're thinking of Sully. Yeah, um, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Twelve Years a Slave. Is it possible <laughs> that they wrote this song? Hey boy, oh boy, oh boy. I don't know, uh, but it definitely feels like a uh, a movie song to me at the end. Um, but I love it. It's 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 that part is very very cool to me, and I feel like it just opened up on subsequent listens because like the first time I listened I noted things like there's a weird whistling in the left ear and the right <laughs> ear and then there's like a gradual soundscape that's like <laughs> starting to cut through and then after when I re-listened I realized like these are people defending the church like they're they have their hands against the fucking doors and the angels are trying to break in and every so often the doors like what's buckle. going on and we see like the beams of light come through, and that's like the oh, when it comes in in the verses a little bit. At yeah, the, sixteen wings and eleven heads, and one of them's a lion, and exactly. you know, spinning wheels of fire, thousands of eyes. Yeah, and then at the end, the doors break open, and we just get the angelic, you know, as the people are subsumed by God's uh, mercy and and grace. Yep, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Is there any other any other way to interpret this? I mean, our heroes lose in the end. I think they're trying to crawl, but eventually they just lay flat. See, I found that like that in in tune with your description of it. Mm -hmm. um, I found that like droning synth soundscape a bit like unsettling and and kind of creepy. Like occasionally it'll like verge into like like just like you're like mutters as the ground starts to crack open and you see the the legions of hell arrayed before you yeah almost cert- oh so you think it's hell i think it's heaven i don't think i mean to be honest i don't think there's a difference <laughs> oh, to me shit some big atheist swings from evan Tar- or dickon fuck almost gave you your own name let me say that again some uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> don't give my name away <laughs> All right, maybe I won't say it again. I don't give a shit. I, the less I have to edit on this podcast, the better. That's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, this, I I just, like, whenever I started it over again, I was so weirded out because it's such <laughs> a big swing. Because it goes from the angelic heavenly choirs back to, like, a 4-4 basic, like, uh, inspirational song. I don't know. But I can see now why they didn't end with Daydreaming when this was in their back pocket the whole time, <laughs> right? Yeah, when they had seven minutes of mood sounds. (laughs) You cannot end with Kev's spinning out. It's weird. I'm just surprised that one of these wasn't a B-side and that we didn't toss one of them. Not that either of them is bad, but I feel like they both are the same thing, which is like a three-minute song and a three-minute ending. Um, (laughs) And I just like, do we need two of those on one album? I don't know. There's a lot of songs on this album that are mostly ending. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Most of them are are uh, chorus words. Yeah, chorus in there. Yeah, I think when I pulled up the lyrics and I saw that there were only really like 
two lyrics yeah. <laughs> this whole thing and it was like six and a half minutes i'm like oh no oh no well we you haven't yet said whether or not you like the the ending and i never will okay <laughs> Got it. i'm wearing a mysterious number of clothes um yeah i don't know i like the i like the soundscapes in this one i'm a fan of those but let's talk about the the meat of the song i suppose the little sample that the listeners heard at the beginning um this is a, a very basic song. Like, there's not a whole lot going on in the first, like, two and a half, three minutes, right? Like, Ed's voice is nice. It cuts through the song pretty well. Um, there's a cool, like, gentle drums and synths between his lines. and Drums. Drums. Uh, a really weak, weak Kev solo where he's just playing, like, the panpipe filter on his synth. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole lot going on. The harmonies yeah, like are, harmonies are cool. I, I liked it was like a like I liked the dreamy guitar opening. It was like a less chunky Bruce Springsteen or a chunkier U two. Like it was somewhere in that like middle middle liminal space between those two bands for me. Yeah, I could hear that. Yeah, it is very. Th- that was my only. I mean, the first couple times I listened to it, maybe just the first time, is like the droning pace of this song because it is just kind of like a chunk 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 chunk. Like it's driving, but it's slow. And each line is like stretched. <laughs> like, and those those fucking drums, like that. That was like those are peak twenty teens drums. Like, like it's like Flo- like Florence and the Machine drums. Like yeah. everyone was doing those drums back then. Yeah, Ty is doing a great job. It's, it's I know. Yeah, it's a he does a good job. Mix, yeah. yeah, but it is very indicative of uh of the early teens. Um, it's a time and a place. It's a time it and dates, a place. It dates this song. I don't this song sounds dated though i don't know if i heard this song on the radio again contextualization is important of course i wouldn't hear this song on the radio but i <laughs> think the radio the radio edit of this song sound like it'd be one minute long <laughs> and that minute is just the final minute of the song weirdly <laughs> and here's the bearded ladies crawl wow wow <laughs> um did you i don't suppose and throat singing did you watch this video on youtube yeah. Oh, there's a really sad comment of the week. Sake, sake, seekers, YouTube comment of the week. Uh, and it is from uh the user whose name is uh TC from eight. Just says goodbye, Saker. <laughs> eight months ago, says I remember dropping my kids off at their mom's years ago, and this song was playing. My son didn't want to leave the car until it was over. I still feel that. I was like, that brought me to tears. <laughs> like, dad and son wordlessly sitting in mom's driveway listening to... <laughs> like, neither of them <laughs> wanting to say, like, this shit sucks. Can we turn it off? <laughs> and them just wanting to be with each other. It made me so sad. <laughs> I don't know. Don't take me back to her, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> take me back to mommy. Oh, she only plays the fucking Foo Fighters. I want to listen to Bare Good Ladies, daddy. Um... Yeah. So, but I I don't know. This is uh, let's let's We're a Foo Fighters household. <laughs> we, we are a Grohl house and we shall always be a Grohl house. You live in Warren, Ohio, you listen to his patron saint. Um the lyrics of this song. Um there was a behind the scenes video. Did you happen to see that of them no. putting this song together? Ed talks about this in such a confusing way. To me, as a layman. That makes sense. Well, that you probably know because you were in swim team, correct? Yes. Yes. I was the captain of the swim team, mother. <laughs> uh, don't take me back to mother. Mom, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not know that the crawl was a swimming technique. Oh, uh, yeah. Front crawl. Okay. So you're there. Okay. Because he's like, well, you know, this this song is sort of like a take on like crawling before you can walk and you know being submerged and struggling but managing to managing to pull yourself forward and i was like and not knowing the crawl is a technique i'm like why didn't you just set this song on land if you're talking about crawling so much and you wanted them to <laughs> crawl before they walk i get it now crawl is a thing that you could do in the water so but a pivot line there I, it is a pivot line it, it, it's a pivot song and it's i mean ed is a mixed metaphor genius I don't yeah, know. that certainly is. <laughs> as a as a swim man, a bird in the hand can't get fooled again. 
Uh, as a swimmer, did you did you find this song uh, intriguing, especially intriguing? Uh, no, my my swimming ability did not in any way add to my the my read of this song. <laughs> it didn't make you more. I fun. recognized I recognized that front crawl is a swimming stroke. Okay. End. Period. <laughs> there wasn't more. He... I mean, you crawl before you're gonna crawl. Might as well be a butterfly. You know, like butterflies swim. Okay. Sure. Sure. But yep, yeah, that one surprising as well to me once i found it out i was like oh the butterfly yeah this makes sense now too might as well be a butterfly might as well you're crawling so well is the butterfly especially hard to do yeah it's well i would say it is one of the harder strokes it's more it's more uh um taxing physically okay I mean, you're gonna be you do 25 meters front crawl, you'll be fine. You do 25 meters butterfly, you're gonna be you're gonna be puffing. Interesting. All right. I do. I feel like the narrator of this song is like, hey, 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 slow down. I'm crawling so well, I might as well be a butterfly. Like, slow down, bud. I'll crawl. Might as well be butterfly. Yeah. I wish they had worked in more swimming stuff. <laughs> What else would you have liked to have seen in here? Uh, backstroke, breaststroke, uh-huh. you know, various l- meter relays, all that good stuff. It hit me like a cannonball, like you do in a swimming pool. Paul, swimming Paul. <laughs> swimming Paul. I, I also, I mean, this narrator is just kind of a piece of shit, I feel like. Because who describes something they did like, it's really impressive. Kick <laughs> like, my feet because I've learned to crawl. It's really impressive. All right, you it's you don't have to tell me it's really impressive. Like if it's really impressive, I will note that Ed. <laughs> you don't have to be there for me. Sometimes uh, when you're, I don't know if you know this, but like when you're writing, you just got to make things explicit do for you? your audience. You do that. Yeah. You do that a lot. That's called right? yeah. It's called don't. It's it. That's yeah, my primary thing is never trust your audience to get anything. <laughs> so you've got to make it explicit. and You've got to repeat it at least three times. Your last line of all of your stories is always, and it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns this out this was all this none of this happened <laughs> it was all a metaphor for her mental illness <laughs> oh i love how you end all your stories the same way yep it's really that's your that's your uh your 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 yeah, little, signature your flourish put a little english on it it yep. turns out the shriek stone was inside us all along <laughs> uh yeah what else in this uh in this song struck you uh uh i love that the song has no regards during the chorus for rhyming it's more like yeah. poetry during those segments, and I like that. I like poetry. Po- po- poetry can rhyme, Saker. Sure. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. I do, I guess. I think the difference between like prose and poetry is non-existent. The difference between prose and poetry is non-existent. Okay. In this, con- in this context, it's like, yes, those lines are very... Po- poetic i would say that so, so they're just a se- it's just a sentence that doesn't rhyme 99 percent of songs rhyme i would say that's almost one of the defining characteristics of a song but uh. i would say that probably only 50 percent of poems rhyme so i think 50%. it's <laughs> empirically i know i've read the stats uh i don't know the, okay all right i'm sorry maybe it's not poetic maybe it's just bullshit <laughs> yeah it's all bullshit saker <laughs> that's how i end all my stories <laughs> turns out it was all turns bullshit. out you know what you know i'm making all this up right <laughs> turns out this was a work of fiction <laughs> <laughs> and then you sign them all evan dickon <laughs> fooled you <laughs> gotcha. so fucking stupid you start all your stories with this is real <laughs> and then you end them all with gotcha idiot. hold on to your armrest <laughs> Oh God! Call him back to track to one. Blow your mind. Hot damn, my friend. That rules. Um, why would you? Why would you muck up something pure? Are you? Are you like? I don't understand what that line means. So you take what was pure and muck it up. It's this is this song is either a terrible coda that negates the whole premise of the grinning streak album which is i'm sorry my wife i'm sorry my wife i'm gonna i'm sticking to this and if you read there's a way you can read this song that is nah never mind (laughs) i'm out (laughs) like i'm moving on you should too sure yeah sorry sorry i screwed things up but you know what we're better apart so like if this is the actual coda to the um like the thought experiment that is grinning streak yeah 
then uh, it didn't end well. Yeah, boy, oh boy, that kind of sucks, huh? Hmm. Or this is like a hopeful. You can read it like as a hopeful rebirth of a like a, of a suffering relationship, right? That they're the relationship itself. They're crawling. And now they might as well might as well be a butterfly. That fucking line. Yeah, that's might as well be a butterfly. Yeah, might as well not, not doing anything else right now. It's yeah. weird. I mean, there's a lot of of uh, infant uh, coded words in here, right? Like cr- mm. learning to crawl. And so at the end, I think we're going through the birth canal, and this relationship is reborn as something new. Uh, uh se- trial separation. <laughs> trial separation. <laughs> Uh, I am currently searching for Natalie Herbert, uh, who is Ed Robertson's wife. Um, I wonder if we can get her on the pod. Do you think we can? <laughs> Do you think oh, we can a- ask her? I don't. I don't really want to. Like, I feel like that would be reaching a little too far for us. You think so? Okay. I don't want to be in, I don't want to be intrusive into the into the boys' lives. I kind of do. I kind of want to know as yeah. much as I can. Well, that's the difference between you and me. Yeah, it's really amazing. And, we, and you specifically want to get her on this podcast so that you can ask her questions whether Ed cheated on her and <laughs> were they going to like couples therapy? Like, how did this work? Like, that's what you want Is to do to her. Is that bad? Is that? <laughs> do I have to explain these things to you? Listen, I'm just... Is this where you're at? Is this where you're at emotionally? I'm, like, do, I, I, do we need to have, like, a different podcast where <laughs> I, like, I break down, like, social mores and things you shouldn't do? Can you hold up the card that tells me what emotion you're feeling right now? Because <laughs> I feel like you're happy with me, but I'm not entirely... Oh, no! That face! I recognize that one. <laughs> oh, jibbity-hibbity. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I really... It, it, it did negate. It negated the whole thesis of the album, which was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This one's, like... You know what? I'm never gonna leave you. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's try let's try something different here. You know, maybe I'll, I don't know. Does it negate it? Because you know we're we're crawling now and we're gonna stand again. I don't know. I think there's a a, a some metaphor about rebirth here, and mm-hmm. I definitely think those rings of fire on the lake were some. You know, things were bad for a while. Now things are gonna be better. Now there's rings of fire on the lake. But boy, do I wish he had gone hard on the word fuck instead of muck. I wish you take what was pure and fuck it up. <laughs> I wish he had just dropped. Can you can you have a PG thirteen album and drop one non sexual f bomb? Yeah, yeah. You get the uh, like the trigger like the explicit lyrics warning. Uh-huh. <laughs> explicit. It just says explicit lyric. <laughs> just one. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. That's 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 fun. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. We have a good time. We have a good time on this show. Uh, Ev, what else do you have about this uh, this song? I mean. I don't. I didn't like listening to it fifty times. Really, this song was not. This song was not meant to be listened to fifty times. Interesting. Um, I mean that it did take like five and a half hours to do that. But uh, <laughs> yes, it did. Um, like I feel like this song is best experienced in the album format at the end of an album. Yeah. So I feel like as a as an album ender, great. As a song that stands by, like a standalone song. No, no thanks. Yeah, I agree with you. This would never be a single, obviously. This is, uh, yeah, this is something very different than what we're used to here. Um, I like it. I'm, I'm with you in that I think it's fun. I think it's a good way to end this album. Um, but you're right. There, it, It's weird. It's a weird song. Mm-hmm. I liked how the, uh, like, everything but the drums and the synth dropped out during, like, the, the verses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was kind of what I was referencing when I said, like, that gentle drum and synth between the lines. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. First you've got a paddle like a pup. You see yourself, you're sure you It's a very gentle far. song. Uh, you know, the angels, we thought they were here to help humanity at first. <laughs> This is very gentle. Uh, yeah. Is that all you have, Evbo? Yeah. There, I mean, this wasn't there wasn't a wasn't much to this song oh, to, to, to to real real meat to dig into. I agree. I agree. All right, Ev. Well, then why don't you tell me? Ha ha ha! Funny song. What the comedian <laughs> yeah. this song was like? This was a real hard one. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't know what they were, like I couldn't really put my finger on who they were writing about. Like my guesses were like. Either like Mark Marin <laughs> or like Mike Birbiglia, maybe Patton Oswalt. Um, Mike like, Birbiglia beca- is good. I like that one a lot. Yeah, because like they're like they're sort of introspective comedians who spend a lot of their well, Mike Birbiglia in particular he's spends got the a lot of his walking stuff too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like his like this song. 
his like his jokes are sort of long form long form stories. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So did you end up on Mike Birbiglia? <sighs> Probably Tom Green, we'll say, cuz I mean they got it <laughs> just by process of elimination because there has to be a song about Tom Green and none of them have been about Tom Green so far. So <laughs> you had three great candidates and then you said, "Nah, fuck it, Tom Green." It has to be cuz he's like the most famous Canadian comedian, right? Sh- like no nobody is more famous comedian com- Canadian. Uh how do you know that he wasn't one of the cut B-sides? Mm. Well, they, you'd want to put i mean this is 2013 i mean so tom green isn't like in the limelight anymore like this is back when he was like doing the you know the late night tom green live show and things like that right and uh so i think that you wouldn't want to put him front and center so i could see him on a b-side but like you still want to get him out there right <laughs> i don't know i don't know so you think the bandicoot ladies chose the tracks for this album based on which comedian they wrote the song about yeah yeah i think so because i think that like I mean, this could be about, like, the Freddy Got Fingered scene where he's crawling along the cheese sandwich assembly line. <laughs> and, I mean, it could be, like, you know, because Gordy in Freddy Got Fingered has to emerge as a butterfly. Sure. Um, so he can take his, oh, spoiler alert, Freddy Got Fingered. So he can take his dad and uh, put him in that house and send him to Afghanistan right. together. Yeah. And so they can both get ejaculated on by an elephant. <laughs> right. Oh, what a good, what a good movie. It's- Did you know that? Hey, they got the Razzie Awards, right? Yeah. And Tom Green is is the first person to ever show up to accept it. That rules. He showed up in a stretch Cadillac <laughs> and in a, in a tux and tails, and he rolled out his own red carpet. Oh my god, I love and that. And he gave an acceptance speech. Yeah, that's so he incredible. Razz, he razzed the Razzies. Oh man, that rules. That also fuck the Razzies. Fuck the yeah, fucking Razzies. Fuck them. They are obviously wrong yeah. if they think if they think Freddie Got Fingered is a bad this movie because it's one of the best. This year they they nominated Lauren Lapkus, a comedian I love, th- uh, twice or three times for being just in the movie The Wrong Missy. She's the best part of that movie, but she got worst actress, worst on-screen couple. Like, that sucks. It sucks that you're just nominating somebody for being the best yeah. part of a bad movie. Fuck that. And it's sort of like the Razzies are just sort of mean-spirited. They're really right? mean-spirited. Yeah, people put a lot of time and effort into these movies, and we should appreciate <laughs> Freddy Got Fingered for what it is. Uh, a time capsule of the 90s that is a stunningly insightful mo- uh, critique of millennial culture. Yeah, yeah. I do think about that backwards man scene a lot <laughs> oh my god i do that all the time i put my clothes on backwards like am i the backwards man can i walk backwards as fast as you can oh my god i love it so much my son is kind of afraid of the backwards man because i will chase him around the house singing as the backwards, backwards man, man as a backwards man yeah oh, jesus christ that's that's a lot of commitment to a bit to put all your clothes on backwards to chase your son around the house well i'm trying to foster the same relationship that rip torn and tom green had in the movie freddy got fingered <laughs> sure. like i want to Healthy. end up throwing my adult son through a play class window <laughs> yeah all right that makes sense you can throw your baby son out a play class you don't have to wait that's the nice thing about parenthood you never have to wait to throw your son out the window well, i want it to be a fair fight okay god that makes sense do you think it was a fair fight when tom green was fighting rip torn rip torn could beat the shit out of tom green <laughs> who knows all right that's fair um all right any other reasons that <laughs> this song is tom green or are we done well i mean he had that cancer scare right uh-huh. uh which basically took him off that's why the tom green show ended i mean everyone said that it was because like the apocryphal story that he went to a bar mitzvah dressed as hitler what and that that's it's not true right I've like never he heard that story though oh that was what that was the the juice of the town when the, when the tom green show went off the air was that he had done a skit where he went to a bar mitzvah dressed as hitler Yikey. and like I could it, I could see that being within his bag of tricks, but I don't think that even Tom Green is that horrible. Yeah, yeah. Because mostly he just he punished passersby and friends, yeah. and family. Like that's 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 what he punished. Yeah, it's he punished people simply for being a part of his family. <laughs> really, right. truly, the worst. Um, he this it's the top, nobody who's under the age of of fucking twenty eight knows what we're talking about right now. Right. Like we I we have a mutual friend of ours that's twenty nine. That uh, we, uh, uh, our friend of the podcast, uh, RTF, and I were talking to her about the Tom Green show once. And she was like, I don't know what this is. So we rushed back to my house. This was before the age of Corona and put a bunch of old Tom Greens on YouTube. They sort of hold up. Sort of. I, it's just yeah. when you're the progenitor of something, everybody's mm-hmm. going to do it better than you because you're just starting. Right. So everybody does cringe humor better than him now. Everybody does like man on the street, like Billy on the street fucking rules and like just being mean to people who are on the street. <laughs> people have perfected that art. Just, just punishing your parents for giving birth to you. That's what I remember of the Tom Green show is it mostly him like tormenting his parents. Yeah. Just tormenting them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was putting. I remember him putting a uh, what is it, a cow head or a moose head in his father's bed or yeah. something like that. <laughs> Vito Corleone sleeps yeah. with the fish. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking good. <laughs> All right, Ev. Well, good read. Good <laughs> by process of it's hard to. This song was really hard. Like, and, and I didn't know if it was no. like okay. So the first Mike Birbiglia was perfect. <laughs> no, because the first part of the song was definitely about Mike Birbiglia. Or no, the last part of the song. Yes. If it's two songs, like if if this is the Dat fodder, which then the is last not part two of the song, songs. This, it is. We've we've canonically established that. I'm sorry. When was that canon? When everyone agreed with me and not you. I'm a, I'm a, Literally everyone we've asked that question. Can you tell for. what expression is on my face? Do you know what this expression means? Ev? I, I turned off video for you <laughs> okay, a long time good, ago. Good, good. All right. So I prefer you to be a disembodied voice. You call the end of this dis fodder. That's what you've referred to the end of the song as, correct? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So the the end is about Mike Birbiglia, but the beginning. This, Tom Green. this soft, slow, thoughtful song about overcoming. Well, that something. was the thing. Is he? Yeah, it was um his cancer special, right? And because he did like a really in depth thing about like his cancer, and like it 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 was one of the first times we had seen someone like him be vulnerable in that way. Like he's like, yeah, I'm really scared, guys. Like it was super. It was just, it was funny, obviously, but like it was it went into real depth of like him going through the process of accepting the fact he might die. Yeah. Yeah. I had totally forgotten that they showed him getting his testicle removed. Yeah. And then they showed the testicle afterwards. And he's like, can I keep it? And he's like licking the thing. And that, then it was quickly followed by a show where he like dated Monica Lewinsky or something. <laughs> they went on like a date. Tom Green was talk the about, fucking best. Talk about a 90s time capsule. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Um, all right. Tom it could Green. be about his uh, relationship with uh, Drew Barrymore, his like one year marriage to her. Oh, sure. In in which way that he just gives up and uh, yeah, and walks away. And walks away. <laughs> sure. He was crawling through that marriage. As soon as he realized it was over, he was like, "Oh, I could walk. I forgot how to do that. Yeah. I might as well be a butterfly." It's like sunk costs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? No, I my, don't understand that. <laughs> my bum is on the Swedish. All right. Good enough. Ev, I think it's about time we rate this song. <laughs> As usual, Evan, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. And the fewer clothes this song is wearing, the better. So, Evan, how many clothes on a scale of no clothes to clothes is this song? (laughs) One day, (laughs) I don't wake up. I'm dead. Wow. And but I can still see every I'm like a ghost, so I can still see everybody around me. So I see my partner crying, my little boy coming to terms with my passing, all my friends. Is this the same day that you die? Yeah. Okay, your son comes to terms with it. Yeah, like... I mean he he's he's gonna be over me real quick. Okay. Like he wants me he wants me out of the house, he wants me out of his life. Okay, got it. I'll never be your <laughs> child. I love that he said that to you. It's so good. <laughs> like, sorry, bro, you're always gonna be my child, whether you like it or not. Well, finally we can't... he's not your child because you're dead. Yeah, finally. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm dead. Um and I don't know if you, like, when you die... What do you do die you, about? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> do you wear, do you end up in, in the same clothes you died in? Or do you wear, like, your idealized clothes? You know, like, what's going on here? Buddy... Answer this for me. This is your waking life. I'm going to say that you have whatever shirt you were wearing before you died. But your Well, if I died in bed, I'm naked. I'm fully, fully nude. Well, I don't know why you set this up this way and then asked yeah. me to... Well, I was just wondering if I could put clothes on after I died, or I'm just a naked yes, ghost running around this forever. This is your story. You didn't have to ask for well, my. I want, I want you to set. I want you to help me build a world. Okay. We're building a world together, Saker. All right. Well, then, if you had an answer you wanted, yes, you could put your ghost clothes on. So I can put. So I have to find ghost clothes. Yes. You have to go. No, to I'm the... just a, so I'm just a ghost running around naked. Like, oh no, I hope the other ghosts don't see me. But I don't really. I don't really find any other ghosts, and uh, like I see the I see the light, and I don't really want to go to it yet because I still want to see how the world like shakes out. And so I hang around for a couple years, watch my son graduate from uh, um, I don't know technical school or something, get his plumbing certification, um, you know you that sort of dreams stuff. For your son, <laughs> hey man, plumbers job. make a plumbers make a it's a great job. Yeah, I'm just saying you don't think he's going to be an aerospace engineer or a plumbers hold the health of the nation in their hands. <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I saying... would argue that plumbers are more important to to modern society than aerospace engineers. Right, get to your fucking ghost big and tall store or whatever you're doing in your, <laughs> in your read. <laughs> shreks uh-huh. i go to the ogre store okay. to buy clothes no um so finally i've 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 filled out uh, it's a good place moment where i've like okay i've done everything i need to do i've seen everything i need to do here i watched my son masturbate um <laughs> i always worry about that whether my ghost ghostly relatives can see me <laughs> masturbate do you always worry about that i do there's a moment there's a, there's a moment um 
of panic every, every time. Every time? Like, Sorry, Grandma. You have to say that to get off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disgusting. Do you worry Death about it mask- during sex? Uh, no, because sec- uh, cause I'm married to my partner, you so all my grandma would be proud of my, my grandma would approve. <laughs> Do you not think your grandma masturbated? I uh, never saw her, so I wouldn't know. Okay, all right. One day you will. You'll be with but her. Anyway, and have- <laughs> there is a there is a, a hooded figure waiting for me um, as I walk up naked, and as he touches my hands, I am shrouded in like a ghostly shroud. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing like uh, sheets now, and I say, "Are you are you taking me to heaven?" And it nods its head. And I say, but I'll never get to finish the podcast with Saker. And it just sort of shakes its head no. I'm like, well, was Bare Naked Ladies a good band? <laughs> and as it leads me up into heaven, it goes, no, they were the best. Oh! And then I, I slowly <laughs> dissolve into uh, butterflies. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Oh, I hope you die tomorrow so that comes true. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so sweet. You and my son. <laughs> God, what if you died? Would I continue this podcast with somebody else, or would I call it quit? We only have two albums left. I feel like we have I to know, finish. You, you, gotta, you gotta finish it. I don't know when my yeah. We, let's let's have a living will for this podcast. So if if you die, do I have to keep doing this podcast, or can I walk away? Let's name our the replacement that we okay. are going to. If you die, uh, I'm replacing you with Justin McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you die, I'm replacing you with Justin Hillary Rodham Clinton. <laughs> okay, got it. You think we could get her? I'll send her an email. Yeah, okay. might as well reach out. Cool, cool, cool. Her, I want to have her and Natasha Herbert on the same episode to talk about their cheating husbands. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Um, now we're definitely never getting it on the podcast. For me, I am at my friend Evan's house. This is pre-death. He is throwing a big party at his house for all of his friends because we are all able to be together again. And I come in my, I buy a new shirt and new slacks for the occasion. It's a (laughs) white button-up shirt and white slacks. I'm going in all white because I am pure as the driven snow for this party. And uh, we're all outside. It's me and you and the cryptonaturalist, the only friend we have. (laughs) The only (laughs) friend that we actually talk about on this show. Uh, We're all outside. And the cryptonaturalist decides he's going to play a little joke on me. And so he he motions to you, and we're all in your backyard, and you, like, get down and, like, footstool behind me, and he pushes me over you. And, and I you never stop falling. I go fucking head over heels, head over heels, right into the lake behind your <gasps> house. Ugh, you, you smell bad now. I, I do smell bad. <laughs> and then you, like, you guys are no laughing. No one's want to be your friend. You guys are laughing, but then, like, I don't come up, and it's a l- scary for a second. <laughs> And the lake is three feet deep. <laughs> you can see. I don't know how we wouldn't see. Pressed at the bottom of the lake, and then as you come, you're like, maybe we should get a rope or something. Maybe we should. Do you know how to lasso him? Can you throw a lasso? And then I emerge, my head throwing back the water from the lake. Oh, crawl! It's truly amazing. And I start stepping out of the lake, and my white clothes are pressed to my body, and you can see my my flabby gut through them and my white slacks are now see-through white slacks and I ascend out of the lake like a model in a 90s film like Wild Things (laughs) and as you scuttle up the 45 degree angle muddy bank full of (laughs) wet leaves (laughs) absolutely Uh, so for me this song is it's got the veneer of being pretty much fully clothed because I think the song is you know, fine. They're, you know, a shirt and pants. Not not overly dressed, but not underdressed. But man, when you get to that ending, I could definitely see all the way through it. I think this song has some really, really great parts to it. I was a fan. I like Crawl. I would uh, hesitate to even call the last part of the, or the second part of this song a song, right? It's just a sound. It's a mood, a moodscape, right? Well, now you're like one of those, you know, walking simulators aren't video games people. Oh, I understand. But uh, this is... So it's 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 perception, right? I'm not going to say unequivocally that it's not a song sure. because obviously it is a song to somebody and <laughs> art is art, you know? But right. to me, like a sus- one sustained note with <laughs> feedback for a minute and a half, like yeah, it's it's a song in as much as like it it art is art, right? Yeah. But to me, I wouldn't if I'm like, "Oh yeah, pull on that next track." And it's just someone going, <gasps> like 
That's not that's not not that's not music to me. Next time we hang out, I'm gonna bring uh, that Moby long plays, and we're just gonna listen to it the whole time. It's gonna be a blast. Why? Because it'll be fun. We'll just like zone out, bro. We'll relax. We'll chill. <laughs> we're just get in the zone. You and me sitting on the couch holding hands. Yeah. Why not? We'll get a second TV in there with Ghost Rider. It'll be staring fun. into the middle distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know what else we'll do? We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A Bare Ladies podcast. Hi, Evan. Do we do we still swear oaths? I don't know. What was the last oath you swore? The last oath I swore. I suppose my wedding? I mean, that's kind of an oath. That's a vow, though. What's the difference between a vow and an oath? Hold on. Let's look up the definitions of vow versus oath. Hold on. Actually, I'm just going to type in vow versus oath. Uh, There is a distinct difference. A vow is a personal promise. An oath is a promise made before some institutional authority. Oh, so I guess it would be a marriage oath then, because like you're making it before. But I mean, we're the, the in in theory you're making it before a wizard, right? Who has to like cast a magic spell to make sure that you and your partner are are properly bonded. In theory, yes, we couldn't find a wizard, yeah. so we had to sub a druid. But uh, in theory, hey, you know, any any sort of magician will do. Basically, <laughs> it just has to be somebody somebody who is invested with, with the, the collective belief that they have some sort of magical authority. Yeah, we are gonna. I think we're gonna do a second ceremony sometime after Corona to get you know uh, uh, a real wizard in there because i've always wanted to get a real wizard ceremony mm-hmm. I don't, a close-up magician a close-up oh man a fucking uh, and a clown maybe that would be great like, yeah it'd be like a, um now you may exchange rings and you're like patting your patting your, your suit like you can't find the ring and the wizard pulls it from behind your ear that's and, great oh, oh, oh man. that seems like fun what so so i guess it is well, at, at the very least it's an oath. partner lifts lifts their veil and a bunch of doves fly out <laughs> Ooh, oh man it's an oath in front of the state right you should get married by a clown that's what i was saying buffo the clown <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna do my ceremony for me oh. what do you think he sounds like what do you think buffo sounds like i feel like he mixes the because clowns have a funny high voice <laughs> but, but buff people are gruff so I feel like yes. he's got a gruff high voice, something like this. I feel like he's like a, like a macho man voice, but occasionally he'll he'll like let loose with a titter or like a high pitched giggle. Ooh, can I give you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> can I give you a a, a line read? Uh, that can you read it as as Buffo? Sure. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's I, because I mean I know that you've been you've had some aspirations for mm-hmm. uh, for. Yep. I'm gonna put this on my my uh, B-roll for when I <laughs> audition, my audition tapes, <laughs> along with my with my headshot. Okay, all right, uh, Ev, I'm giving you a line read to read as Buffo the Clown. He's 28 years old and he can eat a chicken sandwich. Very impressive. Mike Fitzgibbon's son is a nuclear physicist and my son can eat a chicken sandwich. <laughs> It's a fucking nightmare read. You feel like <laughs> he's a night. That's nightmare man. He's a nightmare man. You feel like that's how Buffo is going to read my entire all, all the vows for the <laughs> ceremony. Yeah, you get what you pay for, man. And Buffo is the most expensive. I was gonna say he's probably really fucking expensive. Oh, that was a great line though from uh, Freddie Got Fingered. Yeah, I had to go to the Freddie Got Fingered quotes page to real quick find something fun. <laughs> Can't believe there is one. <laughs> oh God, of course there is. There's tons of quotes on here. You remember the famous quote, fuck you, dad. Fuck me. Is that what you want to do? Well, go ahead. Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me in the ass. Go on. Oh, man. But, oh, but what, a- <laughs> what a strange movie Freddy Got Fingered is. Oh, goodness. Um, Ev, so what's the last oath you swore? I don't, I can't remember. Like, I probably, like, the Pledge of Allegiance? But is that an oath? I, it's not. Is it in front of an institutional authority? I guess not. No, just in front of your teacher. I mean, okay, I, I swore that I was who I said I was when I was like getting my marriage certificate or like my passport. Like you have to like affirm that you are. That's who true. You are. I just applied for a passport. I don't think of it as an oath. Yeah. Okay. So for uh, I, both of us can swear oaths whenever we do anything. Whenever I sign a document. Whenever I receive my paycheck. <laughs> I'm going to swear an oath that I am who I say I am. Bud, do you know what other... What, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, swearing oaths as sure. public employees. Do you know what other podcast uh, swears an oath every week? Uh, the Enchanted 
podcast where they went and hunt out the fairies and they make them, they bind them with blood and iron. That's right, the Enchanted podcast where they hunt down the fairies and bind them with blood and iron. Every week, Riley and Marn enchant fairies in a mushroom circle in the forest. You can hear the newest episode, Show Swap. Cat and Chris trap fairies instead on the Orange Grove's Twitter feed from February 19th, 2021. In this episode, Why didn't we get that so swap? We just got to talk about Pokemon. I want to trap some fairies out in the woods. I gave you options. No, you didn't. Oh, did I just say we're doing Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I. You, you messaged me and said, don't do any research this week. <laughs> and I said, why? He said, because we're doing Pokemon. I feel like we talked about it previously, and that's the reason why we chose that one. I could be wrong. You keep saying we. <laughs> and what I really mean to say is Argonauts. That's right, Andrew tries his best to solve alternate reality games while Marin tells him what he should have done instead. This week we have Cloverfield ARG Part 1. Join Andrew and Marin as they finally get to talk about the Cloverfield ARG. Marin watches a trailer for a movie. Andrew loads up on slushies. Both order lots and lots of merch. Mm. Oh man, Cloverfield, such a Cloverfield good merch. fucking movie. Boy, I hope they're still selling Cloverfield merch somewhere. Just Cloverfield like the the like handy cam monster movie? Fuck yeah, that movie rules. Okay. You didn't like it? The whole premise was the guy wanted to like rescue his girlfriend of three months. Yeah, what well, it was okay. Plot aside, it was such a novel, <laughs> it was a found footage monster movie where it concentrated on the people on the street level instead of the monster. I thought that was so fun. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Fuck I me, like I guess. Found, I feel like most found footage movies concentrate on the people. Yeah, but none of them are That's giant kind of the monster movies that <laughs> We're mission two genres together. What if I like I like Troll Hunter better? That was a better found footage. I hated uh, Troll movie. Hunter. I saw it during the twenty four hour sci fi marathon one year, and it was I thought a bad film. Oh, Perhaps. Well, I'm sorry. Well, you I'm know what? We you. should do a, a show swap with um, uh, Head versus Head, where they put two movies up against each other and debate their relative. head. Head versus Head. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the podcast debate, is called. Debate the relative merits of the skulls of the people involved. That's correct. So the Cloverfield monster's skull is impossible to say because we don't know what he looks like. Actually, I think we do from the ending, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it shows you. Yeah. Uh, the Cloverfield movies. Cloverfield, good. 10 Cloverfield Lane, fucking great. Yeah, I did like 10 Cloverfield uh, Lane. The Cloverfield Paradox, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> did you ever see it? No, I heard it was so bad, so I didn't see oh it. Oh my god, was it bad? Yeah, it was it was a nightmare of a movie. Um I think part of the part of the appeal of Cloverfield for me was the mystery of the ARG and the whole slusho thing. You never followed that online, did you? I oh. don't do that sort of thing. My gosh, you're missing out on so much of life by staying I, in your little bubble. Uh-huh. That's where I live. I hardly ever leave my room anymore. Mm, it's true. I've seen the inside of that room so much. Don't eat that. Don't put that in your mouth. Can't tell me what to do. I'm safe here. And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when I spin this honking wheel. Honk, honk. And we figure out what we have going on this week. In the car. I actually forget how that song goes. <laughs> we would never we'll make, make it low. Sure. This track is on your road mix. What songs come before and after? Oh, come on. <laughs> we could not have gotten a better, a better fucking song come to on. do a road mix for. Oh, holy Jesus. Okay. Um, so uh, my song that comes before uh, is going to be. Um, no, my song that comes after is going to be LA10, um, which is the 10th track on Moby's Long Ambience 1, Calm <laughs> Sleep, uh, the four-hour album of lengthy ambient compositions. So that one's going to be the one that comes after. Uh, Ev, do you want to hear a quick sample of that? No. <laughs> no? By, no. By no, do you mean, do you mean sort of? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well. So yeah, this is just a road trip where we're both cross-countrying and trying to transcend the physical limitations of our bodies. This is our road trip where we get 15 minutes into the road trip and veer off the road and die <laughs> immediately. Just fucking crash through the road. And then the car just burst into flames for some reason. <laughs> but the real question is, what song is before this? Because I feel like, I feel like this song, Crawl, is track two. 
So we're mm-hmm. going <laughs> straight from, I don't know, is there something zippy as track one to kind of lead us down into this hole of ambient? Oh, gosh. I feel like the... um. Good question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the song that comes before this is, of course, um, Smile from the Bare Naked Ladies album Grinning Streak. Is that the song that comes before this? <laughs> I can't remember what our songs are yeah, anymore. Yes, it I is. I think it is. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. So yeah, obviously Smile comes before this. Okay. And then... Uh, so the track listing for this album is Smile, <laughs> Crawl, and then LA10. Okay, sure. I like that. Uh, I don't... Could it be... Could it be maybe... I'm trying to think of something zippier. What's the zippiest? How about Zippity Doodah? Is that a, Would you really want like a zippy song before this? No, I guess not. Why? Why do you want something to like, like something to set set you in a contemplative mood, right? And you think that Smile does that? No, I just think it's the song that comes okay, before this got on the album. What's a good song for contemplating? What's a song that really makes you think? Ah oh, man, is there a song? Like the, the birthday song, like Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Like, because you know you're a year older, you're you know you're you're reflecting as the song is sung, and you're feeling uncomfortable because you've <laughs> there are very. I've never been in, like there are very few situations in like modern society where you're in a room and there is a crowd of people singing at you. Like yeah. I feel like that happened. That happened way. That happened a lot more back in the day. Yeah. Like in like the before the advent of like, you know television and things like that i feel like i feel like people were singing around each other more often did did you guys do that for my partner last night when uh yeah yeah we sang happy birthday exactly just as you left uh we forgot that we we realized we hadn't cut the cake oh i left so so early my stupid son my son sang it to your partner and uh, he started the song with a happy birthday (laughs) he started with like the last the last Okay. So is there any specific version of Happy Birthday that you want to... Is it the Marilyn Monroe version that she sang to JFK? That's the one. Okay, great. That's, great. Is that is that readily available? We'll put a little clip of that in here if it is. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. So that's, that's what we're gonna... That's our road mix. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to put all these together, all of our, our road mixes. And uh, oh, next time we take a road trip, oh, we're going to oh. listen to every third song is going to be a Bannican Lady song, preceded and anteceded by something. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. Ah, <laughs> oh, good mix. <laughs> Now's the time in the show when we take an email from our friends, our fans, our tenacious little tissues. Here's hmm. a question from our friend... Matthias. Hi, Matthias. Matthias says, hi, boys. Love the show. (laughs) Can't wait to hear more of the show. By the way, if you have an email that you want to send us, you can send it to us at itsallbeendonepodcast at gmail.com. Matthias, our German listener. Yes, our single soul German listener. Matthias asks, who do you think each bare naked lady's favorite Greek god is? We already answered this. I knew that. Matthias' question is, where do you think each <laughs> Bernegan lady would be unhappiest being stuck waiting? Oh, okay. Good <laughs> good question, Matthias. I was looking at an older email of Matthias's originally. Sorry about that, Matthias. This is a new email. Um, so where would each <laughs> Hi Matthias. We're very sorry. Saker's bad at Please this. Please send us some emails. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so where would each Bernegan lady be least happy stuck waiting? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. What a question, Maddie. Um so I think that let's see. Let's start with I think Ty is always our inroad to these, right? Yeah. He's always the easiest. So party boy does not want to be stuck waiting somewhere where like the payoff is low. So yeah. maybe like So he's wait- he's waiting for like he is just had a physical in the doctor's office and they're like we're going to get you your discharge discharge papers in just a second. And then okay. they just leave the room and he's just in there by himself. He didn't bring anything to do. Sure. There's, he didn't his bring his crayons and his coloring book. Yeah. yeah. And he's just sitting there like, mm, I wonder how many cotton swabs I can fit in my mouth. Like, <laughs> he comes back in and like he has a tongue depressor in each ear, cotton swabs in his mouth. Uh, he's taken all the butcher paper and wrapped it around himself like a mummy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Ty is least happy waiting for the results of his physical. And unfortunately they are not good. The doctor <laughs> has bad news to tell Ty. Yeah. He walks in and he's, the doctor seems surprised. He's, and Ty goes, what's, what's, what's so surprising? He's like, well, I thought, I thought you'd be dead by the time I got back. <laughs> this says you have seconds to live. We have a yeah. very highly, highly, uh, sophisticated machine. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, and then uh, as usual, our second one is Ed. So what does Ed want? And what's the opposite of that? Ed wants to be seen. Ed is a born leader. Mm -hmm. Ed is somebody who, you know, wants to be in front of people. So I think Ed would be least happy waiting. Would that be like the DMV? Yeah. Or like, I see him like he's in a theater listening to like watching a perform, a really boring performance or he's waiting for a performance to start and no one has recognized him. He's like, you know, he, he went in there. It's like a. It's like a bare naked ladies um, themed <gasps> themed review or something. Oh, it's like uh, uh, the the Toronto Orchestra plays the hits of the bare naked ladies. Yes, and he goes in there and he like sit. He's like, oh, I'm gonna give him a little <laughs> treat. I'm gonna give everyone a little treat and just sit in the audience. And he sits down and like guy sits down next to him and they're like he like Ed's like, <laughs> like you know he's so excited to be recognized. Guy just sits down, opens his fucking flyer and starts reading through it. <laughs> woman, a woman and her child and like a, the, a, her husband like sit down and you know no no don't. Even even notice mm-hmm. and the kid the kid like like does like a double take and like starts to point at him and the mom just you know puts his hand don't that's rude to point yeah and yeah. Uh, so they're just waiting and it's like oh maybe the maybe. dude next to him sits down with a bare naked lady's t-shirt and hat on and ed like glances at the shirt and the dude like <laughs> pulls back his little thing thinking that ed is a weirdo uh, uh, yeah. uh, it's like pointing at his face like uh. <laughs> and then the man moves seats because it's an empty theater because it did not sell out <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, so Ed, I love that. Ed is most unhappy waiting for himself to be recognized in a public place. <laughs> um, in Kev- a public place geared to- where he should definitely be recognized. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Kev is most unhappy waiting the, like, ten, maybe five minutes you have to wait between, like, when you point at the puppy that you want to play with at PetSmart and, like, the, the time they bring <laughs> like- it in. They give you that little special room, and he's like just sitting there, like bobbing from foot to foot. Like, (laughs) I'm ready, I'm ready. He has to get out his like emotional support puppet to like have a conversation (laughs) with. I imagine he has like, you know, like back in like the 1920s, people had like cigarette cases where they'd open it, flip it open. Yeah. Kev, I think, has one of those like tucked into the breast pocket of his button down. He opens it, flips it open. There's just a little tiny finger puppet. A finger family down there. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so glad you guys came. I've been waiting. We like, might we might have another member of the family soon. I'll make a doggy puppet to join you. Uh, yeah, and uh, he's just uh, he's upset. He doesn't want to have to wait to pet his little puppies. Jimbo, ooh, that's a rough one oh, because he's yeah. a mystery man who we know nothing about. <laughs> we we've given him no personality. He has no. He's strange. He's quirky. I feel like Jim would be least happy waiting for a rambling bass solo to end. Not his, but he's like, he's, oh man, he, it, we know that Cre- the, the Cregan, Andy Cregan is a teacher, right? He'll mm-hmm. sit through like a student practicing on the base or whatnot, like, but Andy cannot, han- or Jim can't handle it. Like he tried going, giving like private lessons. And so somebody paid for like a two hour lesson and didn't know how to do the base at all. And Jim's like, no, just, just put your fingers there. <laughs> just, just put them, just put them there. And it's like, boom, 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 just. I just, I just here let me play it for you <laughs> yeah okay interesting uh yeah i like that one i think that's pretty oh, it's either that or jim gets really impatient sitting and waiting in the courtroom for the person to stop giving evidence against him like the <laughs> the defendant is on the stand saying yes he trapped me in his scientist lab with the manacles and he's just like oh god my god i have yeah, I yeah we all know we, we all know what i did yeah <laughs> like can we finish this please uh yeah he those are those are the two situations in which jim is the most impatient true Matthias, i hope Matthias, i hope we answered your question uh, I truly, truly hope you keep listening. Thanks. Love to all the fam in Germany. Say hello to Alex for me. Uh, Alex is, isn't from the Netherlands, isn't he? Same thing. Mm. Germany owns the Netherlands. Of, you Burr. dummy. <laughs> all right. See you later, Matthias. <laughs> Ev, we mm. ding dang it. Mm-hmm. It's another one in the, in the, in the rucksack. 
<laughs> number one in that little bin, that little hobo bindle. <laughs> that bindle we keep with us. That's yep. labeled hope. Got a apple and a sandwich and another and episode of this podcast. <laughs> this episode. Next episode, we are going to summarize this album. Holy shit. And we'll probably have some other bonus thing that we do too, because those episodes are always too long. Um, Saker gets worried. There won't be enough content. <laughs> I do. And they always end up being two hours. I do have to admit that uh, I went through and I labeled all the, I, I numbered them like you do. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, or five. So I have a scientific explanation Ooh, that I will put on the next go. episode. Uh, and we'll figure out which, al- which album is empirically best for me. So thank you for, for giving me that gift. Um, yeah. Uh, Ebo, what do you have going on? What do you want to plug this week? What are you eating there? Measuring tape. You're eating measuring tape? Yeah, it's like fruit by the foot, but uh, you know, you get a nice roll and you just like tuck into it. But it's there's like twelve feet of it, and it's unflavored. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I like, I don't know, as I've gotten older, like my sweet tooth has disappeared. I used to love candy as a kid, but I don't really, I don't really care for it nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's a little too sweet. It's a little too sweet for me. So I just like, you know, I'll just tuck into a nice because I, I still want the experience of eating something in a roll. Right? Sure, sure, like sure. Unpeeling it, slowly sucking it down. Like, yeah, I tried, I tried like spiralizing spaghetti noodles like mm-hmm. a, get a get a fettuccine and you, you get a nice little tight roll on that and then you can sure. slurp it up but it's just not the same you 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 make a lasagna noodle you cut that in half that's basically mm. the same consistency as a fruit by the foot too you could roll that yeah up. you might want to try that i will maybe put a little uh dye in the in the water or maybe just boil it in gatorade or mountain dew or something oh. Mango Extremo. Mango that, Extremo. That make it that make it sweet again, and I don't really. I'm not looking for sure, that. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, is there anything that is? Yeah, why don't they make unsweetened version of candy for adults? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to plug. You know what? Same, <laughs> just, buddy. Same. I don't like the sweetness. Just a clear, a clear Jolly Rancher. I want to eat Gushers, but I don't want the sweetness anymore. So I'm promoting this week. My plug is for blisters. I just think you should just <laughs> <laughs> gives you all the same tactile. <laughs> function of oh. biting into a fruit gusher <laughs> just just uh yeah get some new shoes don't put socks on run around outside for a while and then just take them off and bite into your feet. your feet for a while yeah, yum, yeah. yum 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 get my son to come over and gnaw at you for a while he loves anything with a face uh <laughs> ebo great 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 loved every second of this episode couldn't wait to do it and now i can't wait to do it again next week <laughs> it's <laughs> It's always a joy to be your friend, your fan, and your longtime confidant. I salute you. I salute you as well, and I salute our listeners. Listeners, we'll see you again in one One week. week.